Like, if we're going to do this, we're going to freaking do this right. Like, we're going to grind to get, you know, $100,000 in 60 days. You're listening to Females Who Film, where we talk about all things video production, entrepreneurship, and being a woman in the creative industry. If you've been looking for a community of women to learn from and lean on, look no further. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and join the growing Females Who Film Facebook group. Your online resource for all things video production from beginner to expert. All right, ladies, let's get rolling. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. We are back with another episode of Females Who Film. Did you miss us? Yes. I hope you missed us. I hope you missed us. (laughs) (laughs) I am Nikki, and I'm here with my co-host today, Carly. Hello. And we are doing a little episode. This is going to be a kind of different. It's going to be very interview format, all about running a successful Kickstarter campaign. Um, And for those of you who don't know, we are in the works of building out a 2,000 square foot video photography podcast recording studio in Phoenix, Arizona. And it's kind of been a process over the last year almost, which is so crazy to think. Um, And one of the ways we got this project funded was starting a Kickstarter campaign. So today on this episode, I'm going to interview Carly kind of all about the experience here, the ins and out of what it took to raise how much money, Carly? $100,000. $100,000. In 60 days. Insane. Absolutely insane. So to kick us off, I'm going to kind of read a little bit about what Kickstarter is. For those of you who don't know, um, every creative, if you don't know, you should know because it's definitely an amazing platform, especially for people in the film and creative industry. So Kickstarter is a community of people committed to bringing creative projects to life. They welcome and support projects from a variety of categories, including art, comics, crafts, dance, design, fashion, film, and video, food, games, journalism, music, photography, publishing, technology, and theater. Um, And basically what it is, is it a platform to crowdfund a project. So let's say you're getting, you know, some funding to make a film or whatever it may be. There's all sorts of projects. And you can actually just go to kickstarter.com and look at some of those because it's really cool to see people's projects. I mean, all over there's books on here, music, board games. I mean, literally everything. So that's the platform that we chose to use for the Good Vibe Studios crowdfunding. And we're just going to dive right into it. Let's do this thing. All right, Carly. Question number one, why did you choose to do a Kickstarter campaign in support of the Good Vibe Studios build out? I love this question. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I actually knew nothing about crowdfunding, like nothing at all before any of this. I mean, I'd I'd heard of like GoFundMes and all kinds of other crowdfunding um, platforms, but I'd never even dabbled into what it takes to run one yourself. (laughs) But I'll tell you where the idea came from. When we started talking about the studio space, and it literally was just an idea, just a conversation that we were having, like, wouldn't it be awesome if we had a studio one day? Yeah, one day. And I just started having that conversation more and more and more. And I joined um, a couple different like female entrepreneur Um, networking groups because one of my big intentions last year was to get myself in rooms with people that I didn't know, have conversations with people that I didn't know, but that I respected and that were, you know, well in in the thick of their business too. And I cannot stress how important that is, like to just as uncomfortable as it might be sometimes inject yourself in those rooms with people that you want to be like. And that's what I tried to do the beginning of the year. So I started just having conversations with these women 
and idea of the Kickstarter or the idea of the studio space was talked about. And um, one of the girls who she she actually she owns a couple different businesses in Phoenix, but she just out of the blue was like, why don't you do a Kickstarter campaign? And I was like, uh, no way. <laughs> like, first of all, what is Kickstarter? How would I even do this? You know what I mean? And um, a couple of the girls that were in our conversation were like, oh, my God, that's a great idea. She's like, what? you could put together like little packages. So the thing about Kickstarter is like you you come up with all these little rewards, right? Because no one wants to just like give give money for free unless it's like a crazy good tax write off. Right? Yeah. So yeah, true. it's true. I mean, your money is very precious as you should be protective over it. But if you um, are able to like put together rewards, so they're like obviously contributing to the the crowdfunding campaign but they're getting something in return that's really important so then like the idea of like why don't you put together like video packages like mini brand video packages and sell those as a kickstarter um donation and just start to raise raise money that way and i was like holy crap this is kind of a good idea not only that what kickstarter what i've, I've learned so much and i'm sorry i'm like all over the freaking place right now <laughs> Not squirrel moments, <laughs> but um, looking back on it, it it was so much of a like uh, proof of concept tool too, like to put this idea out there and see if you got enough interest, enough people that could actually like emotionally be invested, financially be invested, like all of that. So um, Kickstarter is not just a platform to raise money; it's also a, a big marketing tool and a you know option to really see if your idea is worth exploring and for us fortunately it was I mean we got when we first posted the Kickstarter campaign it was like we I I remember like seeing $500 here $500 there and I was like whoa people were coming out of the woodworks like people I hardly even knew it was crazy right yeah and I love that you talked about proof of concept too because we did it so fast like like by the time that we started you looking at the space and whatnot like we had our Kickstarter up within like a probably less than a month. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was like game time as soon as that was live. But I think it it just speaks volumes to how needed this studio is. And if you are in the Phoenix area, we'll chat a little bit specifically about the Good Vibe Studios at the end of this episode. But um, definitely follow definitely follow us on Instagram at the Good Vibe Studios, you know, just so you can kind of see where we're at now. Because this was what, last April? This was May. last April. The idea yeah. of it was early April we recorded a video and again the, another important component obviously of a successful kickstarter campaign is having a strong video but like i mean obviously we do we produce videos for a living but we wanted to just like be as raw as possible and just like transparent and just tell the story like what our vision is straight from the source what we see the good vibe studios being and i think that it was captured in a way that was so raw and real and like literally straight from our hearts and our souls that that translated when people would watch that video and be like whole crap and like they could picture themselves being in the studio space and recording content and um, producing stuff too so yeah totally so on that subject kind of going back to when you came up with the goal of one hundred thousand dollars how like how did you come up with that goal and how did you come up with the 60 day time frame oh that's a great question so there are so many different crowdfunding platforms and I would strongly encourage that you do your research on all of them to see which one best fits you. Um, I know there's a crowdfunding page even just for women. I fund 
women. I can't remember what it's called, but definitely do your research on it. But when, when I was doing our research, Kickstarter just stood out to me because it gives you the option to do a 30-day fundraising campaign or a 60-day funding fundraising campaign. There's no like in between. But the deal with Kickstarter is you have to raise the amount that you've set as your goal in that time frame or else you do not get any of the funds raised. So people like put in their credit card as they, you know, they want to back your campaign, but they don't actually get charged until the end date, like that cutoff date, that goal date, right? So that like that pressure and that timely like sense of urgency was something that like excited me I think and was like okay like if we're gonna do this we're gonna freaking do this right like we're gonna grind to get um you know hundred thousand dollars in 60 days and the reason why I picked the 60 days is because obviously a hundred thousand dollars is a crap load of money <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm like I think we need 60 days to just like figure this out because honestly Nikki remember when we launched it we were like I don't know what's gonna happen but yeah. we're gonna figure it out as we go we got 60 days to figure it out you know it literally like in every week there was new things that came up oh like, yeah you know new ideas we had and it was like I feel like every week there was a lot of progress you know which I'm curious I mean I know like I was just saying we've kind of created new rewards and whatnot but how exactly do people gift Mm-hmm. is it gift donate yeah, yeah what's the term i don't I, know how yeah. do people fund it and like mm-hmm. what kind of rewards did we contribute. come up with yeah contribute, contribute. how yeah. do people contribute? contribute love that and yeah what were some of the rewards that we offered and how do we use like our own services yeah so the first thing obviously that came to mind were these like brand video packages mm-hmm. like we put together three different tiers of these brand video options where we were just selling our services like hey we'll make you a brand video for x amount of dollars It'll go straight to the campaign. You have a deadline, you know, for when you can, we can produce your video just so for time purposes, we just needed to set that boundary too. Um, And then we also like pre-sold studio time. So it's like when our doors open, you will have 10 hours to use in any studio studio room of your choice. So we got kind of creative on our end that way. And I think that's why we had that huge wave right off, off the bat. It was like, we got all these people coming in and buying these options and da, 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 da. And then a couple weeks into it, there was like this lull. It was like, mm-hmm. and it was just steady Eddie. Like we were not getting much of anything. Yeah. And we we're like, holy crap, what do we do now? It's almost like the excitement went down a little bit because we had already like push it out there. there right. Yeah. And then now it was like, people were just like, okay, she's got 60 days. Like, let's just watch and see what happens. Yeah. So then we were like, we got to get creative here. And I remember calling a friend who was in this like mastermind group that I was a part of. Again, going back to the importance of like, you have to ask for help. You have to surround yourself with people who, um, you know, who have done the thing or are doing something similar. Because if you don't like, have these conversations with different people every day like you're not going to find the answer I feel like or maybe you will find the answer but I do feel like it's very very important and I think that's one thing that like I tried really hard to do is like every day I would say all right who am I going to talk to today that's going to get me one step closer to finding answers to having this successful campaign campaign yeah right and I think too like that's a huge part of it is like you can put it out there but it's you have to do the work you oh, know and it is work let yeah. me freaking tell you, you can't just expect people to oh my god no you know find it and yeah I think just using your community and network but even going beyond that yeah yeah and I think that 
like rewinding back to the the whole idea of creating these rewards when I had called Lisa and um, you know she had had a successful Kickstarter campaign the year before and I asked her like hey we're at a lull what do we do she's like you need so many more rewards I was like really but that's like confusing that's too much like I just want to sell these big reward packages and like should that should be enough she's like no even if it's just like $20 here for a sticker or $70 here for a t-shirt or whatever it is like you need to have more options so that way people feel like they have enough to choose from and um when I heard that advice we started reaching out to our community even more and saying like hey we want to partner with you you know like is there anything that you could share with our community as a donation um for us to give away for these contributors. And that is when we hit the second wave, mm-hmm. uh, right? It yeah. was like, I mean, what were, who are some of the people that we... Yeah, I have them actually pulled up right now. So let me just walk through some of the rewards because it's cool. Yeah. You could, And we'll post our page so you can kind of see our Kickstarter page because it's still live. Obviously, the you can't contribute anymore, but just to kind of see what it looked like and whatnot. But some of the businesses that we... I mean, we literally were out there with random people like making up really cool collaborations. But like we have a client, Foxy Fit, who does stretching and we offered a 90-minute stretch session for $100 and she allowed three backers. So that's 300 bucks, you know, people. And she can share that with her community. And um, we had a Millennial Nutrition who does a What's for Dinner Club offer a year's worth membership for 300 bucks. Um, what are some other ones? Personal styling. Didn't Risa yeah, do like Risa, a virtual styling? Yeah. A year of personal styling. Every That's single huge. month you get a, yeah. And that was like a bigger ticket of one for 1500. She only did two, which that sold. I mean, it's like yeah, both of them sold right away. We had a, a attorney give away some like, um, legal templates. Yeah. We had, um, did we say Lindsay power swimming already? Mm-hmm. She event tickets. event tickets. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we had There's film so film festival, um, tickets and swag that was given away. I mean, there there was a lot. Yeah, and I think too, um, one thing that we forgot to mention even at the beginning of this is our, some of our first rewards was was actually studio time. So even I think before we even offered our own services, it was like I'm gonna read off one of these. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, like one of the first things we did was a good vibe give package would include which included eight hours of studio time and a two-hour shoot with goodbye media and an edit of five videos so that that was pretty discounted but they were able to use the studio time as like a result you know which is so nice they get something out of it and they actually bring them into the space once it's all built totally so it's all about getting creative with like rewards that you can offer them as the contribution and then just getting really strategic in your marketing One of the things that I struggled with so much was like showing up on social media every single day. Like I, I, I knew I had to show up every single day to, to talk about it. And part of me like got that feeling where I'm like, oh, am I coming off as like salesy and annoying? And like people are, you know, this is like the only thing I talk about. And I'm like, I don't want to come across that way. But I can't tell you how many people told me how important it was to do that. And because, you know, we stayed consistent with like showing up every day and talking about it every day. I think that's why we saw the success that we did is because we really committed to this. I mean, right, Nikki? Like we we did. Yeah, I even, mean, it was a grind. Even No, even, like and a, we definitely had moments where we were doubting yeah. and we're like, okay, like I literally want to just... <laughs> 
call it wraps yeah. and be done with this. Yeah. Like there was a few weeks where we were like stuck at, I think it was like $24,000. And it was a, it was a couple weeks where it like was not moving at all. And I was like, this is it. Like we've hit our peak. Yeah. And that was like early on too. Yeah, it was. But it was enough time to be like, okay, there's no way that we're going to be able to get yeah there was a lot of doubt downing moments (laughs) but I think what what really and obviously these rewards are amazing but I think what really set it apart was that we were continuously sharing the why like people knew the message behind like it wasn't just oh fund our building I mean there's so much meaning and so much behind the good vibe studios build out and I think that's why like you showing up on social media, us just talking to people on a daily basis, like especially our own clients knew how much we needed this space, but like bringing in other creatives, mm-hmm. other, they didn't have to be in video, you know, photographers, stylists, makeup artists, like you name it. Like we were talking to people and reaching out and just introducing us and like, let me, let me tell you about the studios and what it's going to be. Yeah. And know? again, it kind of goes back to that point of like proof of concept. Yep. It's like anytime anyone heard the the story of the Kickstarter campaign, they were like, oh, my God, yes. When does this thing open? Like, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, we should talk a little bit about when we did hit that moment where it was a little quiet and steady and we didn't have a lot of momentum um, to get ourselves out of that funk and into like action mode. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we decided to do in addition to adding more rewards was to host like a small live event, the brunch fundraiser, <laughs> the boozy brunch fundraiser yes. at Chestnut. So fun. At the vintage in Arcadia. You guys, by the way, a little plug, if you have never eaten at Chestnut, it's on 44th Street and what is that, Osborne? Yeah. It's so good. Then the vintage so is the good. cutest little spot ever. Yeah, so such a good event space. Yes, and we love that restaurant office. And area. it's literally walking distance from our studio. Mm-hmm. So, so <laughs> yeah, but we decided to host a we literally called it a boozy brunch. Yeah. And again, once we decided to plan an event, I mean, that was and the whole, adding. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, we really went hard <laughs> on this. Like, as you could tell, like, we were very passionate about hitting this goal. <laughs> and again, like, it goes back, like, that money was going to be gone if we didn't raise the funds. Yeah, you know? I think we invest. I mean, it was a few thousand dollars just to put the event on with the food mm-hmm. and the drinks and the planning and da 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 yeah, yeah, we we hosted. It was in June, and they to buy a ticket to get in, you had to purchase a two hundred dollar ticket, and that got them in. That got them the Kickstarter contribution. It got them brunch, and then a free cocktail as well. As and then we did the um, raffle tickets, and that was huge. huge. I think the raffle really is what set it up for success. And we reached out to brands that we had worked with that we knew that we didn't know, and just put together like some really awesome little raffle prices that were worth a lot I mean they were every single one was so good oh like, my God. Still, like I wanted to take all of them yeah home. <laughs> I know they were so I mean I think I did win a few actually I, you did <laughs> you didn't you get the diaper bag yes yeah my paperclip royal blue diaper bag is waiting for me whenever I have a kid <laughs> it's so cute <laughs> so cute shout yeah. out to paperclip <laughs> I love it I know so and we'll have to post we did like a really fun highlight video of the event just so you guys can see some oh we should put that scene. in the show notes for yeah sure. so fun and just I mean I feel like again that got people face to face with us and we were able to talk about the studios and really just build that connection and a lot of these people weren't even they aren't even creatives but you know it's just like really awesome to see all that support rally around us for the actual event and it was in person and it was just super cool so yeah yeah, that was in June so that gave us after that event timeline wise four weeks about yeah just under our deadline was July 3rd oh yeah right of 2021 so that gave us just about a month so after we raised that money and also at this you could buy extra raffle tickets you could also buy um 
the champagne buckets, mm-hmm. like mimosa buckets. So there was options. I mean, they could, you know, everything went through Kickstarter. It was so easy to administer. Um, and then after that, it was like game time. Like we knew exactly how much we had left, which I think by the, what, the last week? No, we, I think after the brunch, like the week after the brunch, we got up to about like 70. Six, yeah. No, I think it was closer to like 70, 70 or like low 70 thousand dollars. And that, I mean, when we got to that point, it was like, okay, we've got like two or three weeks left. This is a little, we can do this. Like we can, we've come this far, like we cannot back down now. And I think that the pedal was like, it was, we were full lowering it. We were full lowering it. I mean, we were, I mean, at this point we didn't care if we were being annoying. We were like having conversations with everybody that we could. We were posting. Oh, we also did those Instagram lives. Like we we would uh, partner up with someone who wanted to do a giveaway and we would go live with them on Instagram. So I mean, marketing in general, it's just good to have that collaboration with people. So that way you can tap into their audience. Um, What else did we do those last few weeks? That was a bit, that was a big one. I feel like we were just showing up and yeah and a lot of those like collaborative giveaways took place at the end and I think those helped quite a bit yeah we had we had one person like a local restaurant cafe give us ten thousand dollars like literally the week before our cutoff date and so that's it was like big things like that were like okay (laughs) we're here we got this and so I honestly think it was like three days before our cutoff date it was like July 1st when the hundred thousand (laughs) dollars Yeah. It went to six digits. I mean, insane. I'm looking at it right now. We ended up raising 100154 So we went just a little bit over our mm-hmm. goal, which was so, so cool. But yeah, I think like, I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of it was just a lot of hard, hard work and... And not giving up. Not giving up. Being yeah. persistent. I mean, mm-hmm. it's with anything, right? Like you have to, and just like Nikki said earlier, it's like staying focused on the why and the reason why we're doing this. Um, and keeping that vision in mind, that end goal in mind, and just like not being afraid. Yeah. So, I mean, pretty much like the three main topics that we kept in mind was not being afraid, not giving up, like really believing in what you're doing, getting people involved, like showing up in every single way possible. Every way. Every single way. Yeah. And third, I think. What would be a good third one? Uh, the re- well, the the, oh, the rewards. rewards yeah. yeah. Like getting creative with um, having more rewards. I don't know why I had this like hesitation to do that early on. But like the second we got over that and we're like, let's just do a million rewards. Mm-hmm. That's when we started to see yeah. it succeed. Oh, and we should also mi- mention too that on Kickstarter, like we didn't get all that money. <laughs> I think that they, t- they take a pretty good percentage out. I can't remember what it was. Oh yeah, a little disclaimer. But just a disclaimer. And the other thing too is I think, I mean, we got pretty lucky. All of our backers were pretty amazing. Um, and their credit cards didn't get declined, but I, <laughs> but I think there were a couple that did. Yeah, there was a couple. And I think that's important to note that it like, is, it is. yes, we raised a hundred thousand, but that was not the end amount that we no, received, no, no, no. you know? No. Yeah. Um, I think at the end of the day, we came out with like 92, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. Still amazing. Still uh, like, <laughs> I mean, that started the build. Yeah. literally. I mean, we honestly, like we're about six weeks out from the studio being complete. And I mean, Granted, we're probably down to our last two thousand dollars, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it started the build and it got us this far. And we would not have been able to do that without 
this support of the community. Exactly. Yeah. You need money. You need money, <laughs> you to, need make money, money. to make money, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. But okay. So what would you tell last question? And then okay. I want to dive a little bit into the studios, but what would you tell someone who is thinking about doing a crowdfunding, whether it's on Kickstarter or another platform and yeah, someone that's just thinking about it or is in the middle of one right now. That's like having a hard time. First things first, I would suggest that you don't use this Kickstarter as your main source of funding. And this might come as a little bit of a surprise, but looking back, if I could do this campaign all over again, I probably would have tried to raise half of the amount of money Um, simply because I now see that Kickstarter is amazing for so many things, but the I think one of the biggest, obviously, like we were able to raise the funds, but it was so stressful and so much work to try to raise that amount of money. But I think what was more beneficial was the um, community building and marketing component around just getting this idea out there, like literally the proof of concept you know what I mean yeah totally I think too like at the end of the day it's really just believing in yourself and relying on a community and if you don't have a community that's why we're here as females who film is to give you that community whether you're doing you know crowdfunding for a film or whatever it may be just know that like this is a space for you to share that. So don't be afraid, especially if you're in our Facebook group, like post it in there, let us know what you're doing. Cause I think that the more of us that put ourselves out there and as we build this community more and more, it's just a, an amazing resource and hopefully we can all support each other in, in every way, but in this way specifically too. Yeah. But it just goes to show too, like you, you have to put, make the effort to put yourself out there because I think sometimes I do this at a fault, but I, I think it's just my personality. Like I'm I'm out there. I've always been that way. And I've been building this business, this video production business since, I mean, gosh, like 2015. So you have to keep in mind that we already have this huge community of clients and, and supporters in the area. So I think that helped us a ton. Um, so I, I feel like I should give that like disclaimer, you know, I feel like there, there was a lot of people that were, have been rooting us on for the last few years. So it kind of, we helped, we had like that. It's not like we just came out of the woodworks and put together this campaign and didn't, you know what I mean? It is very important to have like that community sense, but, um, so yeah, maybe we should just stress the importance of like, get yourself out there and, and maybe not like putting yourself out there, but just like harboring relationships, like finding those people that you really like respect, value, look up to, and really making the effort to like get to know them more and establish that relationship. That's really important just in life in general. Yeah, I feel feel like that's, that's great advice for all things, whether it's business, personal, you know, crowdfunding, whatever it is. And that's what females is film is for. Yes. So good. Thank you, Carly, for answering all my questions. Um, Thanks for the interview, Nikki. Yeah, hopefully you got a little bit of value out of that. I know crowdfunding is really common for short films and documentaries and whatnot. So I think it was just a fun little topic for us to chat about. And on that note, too, just shifting gears a tiny bit, I did want to talk a little bit about the Good Vibe Studios. And, you know, I don't want to give away too much because I don't know, maybe people have already watched it, but this is airing on Wednesday. The day before, Tuesday, March 1st, episode one of the making 
of the Good Vibe Studios drops. So exciting. We have been producing a six-episode docuseries on what this journey has been, which mm-hmm. episode one is really just diving into the idea and mm-hmm. the concept and how we brought how we're bringing that to life. And we talk a lot, a lot about this um, this Kickstarter campaign. And I think, I mean, anyone that finds value in this should definitely watch that because we kind of get really specific. We have a lot of video footage, so you get to see like <laughs> us. I think there's literally a clip of me like busting out emails, and I'm hunched over. I mean, <laughs> I'm always hunched, I, as you know. We all no, have she literally, issues. no, she literally bought one of those posture correctors. Yeah, things. I wore it this morning for 30 minutes. It's so amazing. I'm trying. I posture love check. It's posture check. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's just really cool because you guys get to see kind of like the behind the scenes, and Carly and Chloe are in episode one, and it's really cool just to kind of hear the story. So we're gonna definitely link that in the show notes. Show notes. Be sure to watch that and tell us what you guys think. We also just love doing anything documentary style so this is a really fun project um but on that note i think it's time to dive in to our q a let's do the q and a we will be right back <laughs> all right we are back with our q a and this week we got an email from marie in colorado thank you marie for writing in okay and she wrote in and asked i always come up with really creative ideas and new things for filming. But sometimes when it comes to editing, I feel stuck and lost and often find myself in a creative rut. I'm starting to feel like a lot of my work looks the same, even though my filming is getting better and better. Where do I go from here? This is such a good question. I mean, can we all relate to this for a minute? Like creative block. This happens so often. So often. So often. Yeah. And um, I actually I'm actually happy that I'm hearing this question right now because I think I need to reflect on this answer a little bit. Like, what do you do, Nikki, when you feel like you are in a creative funk? Honestly, and I kind of feel like we touched on this a little bit last week, too, but I think finding a time for yourself and be things that really inspire you, even if they're not you know, other people's videos. But for me personally, I find a lot of inspiration in TV shows and like really power. I mean, literally, like I love This Is Us um, and also music videos and just music in general. I feel like sometimes like just putting on a good playlist, whether it's your playlist or someone else's, just like finding a cool playlist and five, six, seven, eight, eight. Um, dance it out, you know, whatever it is, just like putting yourself in a positive place really helps. That's so true. That's Um, so true. But I think too, like, obviously it's, it's always nice to find inspiration from other people's work, but I think there's a slippery slope with that. And I think there, it can be finding inspiration, but also that's where you can get into like a lot of comparison modes, you know? That's true. But you just had, but I think it's so good to like get inspired from other people. As long as you, you can set that healthy boundary within your own mindset to say, okay, I'm not comparing comparing myself to this like holy crap like I what they are doing is so cool and I want to be I want to be doing like innovative stuff like that you know like I want to I want to expand my creative skills and I can't tell you like that's my life like I literally get so jazzed up looking at other people's work and being like whoa how'd they do that I'm gonna figure out how to do it but do it my way (laughs) yeah exactly and I think too like there's so much power when it comes to editing like obviously filming there's I mean it's a very, very creative process, but I feel like even more so editing. I think that there's so many different tools and tricks and just different styles you can try. 
And I think that that's totally cool. Yeah. Like, like you were saying, just finding inspiration from other people's work, even if you're not so much on their filming style, but you like the way they edited a certain project. Um, another great resource obviously would be YouTube. I feel like if you're looking for like a little editing kick or a little editing tip and trick, look on YouTube because there's like endless, endless, endless opportunity up on YouTube. Yeah. And Vimeo. I think Vimeo too. I remember maybe it was like a few years ago when we were, we used Vimeo as our platform, but I remember I would just like get on Vimeo and type in Canon, like whatever camera and like whatever, to- like surfing or whatever topic. It was. I would just like type in random shit, to be honest. <laughs> and I would just like dig through videos and like try and get inspired. Or like say we had a client that was like a product based something. I would like type in keywords and see what else was out there. Actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, when I did my first wedding video, I remember s- searching on YouTube and Vimeo to be like wedding videos. And granted, there weren't that many, but I got a lot of ideas from like that search for when I did my first wedding video that's a great idea think about that yeah and obviously Instagram now like it's so curated like you can really yeah search tags just scroll down reels and find cool work I mean the possibilities are literally endless so well and find group like find like females who film or find other like film groups in your area that you can just kind of like get involved in because I feel like that's where you're gonna start to get get inspired by other people's work and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, right? totally. So um, that kind of leads into our challenge. And this is a good one because it's going to, it's a little bit of a homework assignment. Challenge yourself to learn five new editing techniques in Premiere or Final, Final Cut, Cut. Whatever editing software you use. That's a good one. Yes. So, what are you going to do? I don't know, man. I'm going to have to, I mean, this relates to my episode last week about blocking some time in my calendar because this will probably be a little bit of a project for me. Oh, this is definitely, I know we should actually, when we're done recording this, we should block off time in our calendar. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, so you don't have to necessarily share your work if you don't want to on Facebook, but if you do this challenge, just list out what you learned. And even if it's something very simple, if you're new to editing, whatever it is, like we'd love to hear. Um, if you're not a part of the Facebook group, you need to join. It's growing. There's a lot of activity in there. It's so much fun. And it's, it's really cool. I'm really, really liking that there's people in there that are just like posting questions and helping each other and it's just a really cool space and it's and job opportunities weren't there a couple opportunities posted yes, too there have been a couple yeah opportunities so, fun. so far and i think that's just going to continue to grow and grow especially as more people from different cities join totally and share this too like we want to expand this network um so much more and like seriously i think we've said this in another episode before but like we want to we want to like travel around the country and like meet everybody at one point Oh, yeah. We're going on tour, people. We're going on tour. Mark our words. If you do have a question you want us to answer on the podcast, be sure to email us, podcast at Females Who Film, or you can DM us. And, of course, like we said, join the Facebook group. Uh, the link to join is in the show notes. Um, we did have to add a little bit of a Q&A when you join, so don't be alarmed by that. It's just to make sure that people that are in the group are um, – Females who film. <laughs> I love that. I love and that. And not random people. So just, you know, if you see a little questionnaire when you join, that's totally, I mean, literally, even if you're totally new to the industry, just answer it as best as you can. And we can't wait 
I know. I'm so excited. And don't forget to give us feedback too. Like we want to know what you guys want to hear more of, um, topics that we can talk talk about. You can just leave comments in the Facebook group or just send us an email directly to podcast at thefemaleswhofilm.com. Oh, not the, it's just at femaleswhofilm.com. <laughs> I think I'm done talking. Yeah, that was good. It's fine. We'll we'll, we'll wrap it up here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, Don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast. Share it with a friend. Again, sign up for our Facebook group. I'm so annoying. Um, But we really appreciate you guys tuning in. And we will see you next Wednesday. Bye.